Bill's Pod Squad is presented by the New York Lottery. The new seasonal scratch-off games from the New York Lottery are here with prizes up to $500,000. They're the perfect gift. Head to your nearest retailer and gift one today. You must be 18 years or older to purchase. Please gift responsibly. On this week's episode, Kim and I react to Brandon Bean's contract extension with the team. We catch up with Bill's cornerback, Tredavious White, to find out where he got his large personality, his plan to bring a real Buffalo to Bill's stadium, and some of the best pranks he's pulled on his teammates and coaches. We also dip into another edition of Ask the Owner. That and more as we kick off another edition of Bill's Pod Squad right now. Welcome into Bill's Pod Squad presented by the New York Lottery. Maddie Glab and Bill's owner and president, Kim Pagula, here as your host. It's a podcast that takes you beyond the X's and O's and gets into who our players are. Today we have Corner Tredavious White on with us. He shares many things and he makes us laugh several times. He, he talks about his contract extension, what it's like to be in Buffalo and how this place has truly become his home. Kim, some exciting news that just came out that I want to talk to you about. Bill's general manager, Brandon Bean, had signed his contract extension. Head coach, Sean McDermott, signed his back in August. It's now Brandon's turn. So why was it the right time to, to get this done now? Well, you know, listen, we, we got coach done. And I think, you know, as we go into a postseason, as we go into, um, especially during this kind of COVID pandemic, kind of everything has been, has been turned upside down. Um, you know, we really, I think, you know, stability was really a big part, I think, of the success that we've had this year. Um, I know Brandon got on a call right before you and I are, are talked about speaking to the whole staff and just saying that if you look at the teams that are truly um, in playoff contention, you know, they are some long tendered coaching uh, staff, some, you know, long tendered GMs and organizations. And he felt that that was also excess. And we totally agree, agreed with him that, you know, having that um, continuity having stability, having um, a lot of, um, you know, consistency across our management team, that that was really important um, and does play a, a part in the success of the team. And so we just wanted to felt that he certainly deserved it. Um, and we felt that just wanted to get it done and kind of get it out of our way. And so we can push towards that playoff push and um, look to the postseason and not have to worry about that. What's impressed you the most about Brandon and his time since becoming the general manager in Buffalo? You think back to 2017 and just how far this team has come in just those three short seasons, almost four now as we finish out 2020. But I guess what has been some of the most impressive parts about his years here so far? You know, I, you know, if I, if I really think about it, I think it's really a lot about just his um, not just one thing, but his overall under understanding of the organization our team needs um, you know it's not just about scouting it's not just about the cap it's not just about um, the players on the team um, I think he really does kind of really uh, take the time to really understand how it all fits together um, getting us into the right cap space but making sure that when we're doing extensions you know that it's the right numbers and we're not sacrificing something you know in the long term for you know for a short-term gain and help just really thinking through about planning on what the team needs are and, and the steps that we get there. So I think it's really his real understanding of the complete picture that it takes to, to run a football organization um, that really has impressed us, you know, over the last three years. 
Yeah, that's something that Sean McDermott said in his press conference when he signed his contract extension. He said, I can't think of doing this job with anybody else but Brandon Bean because he really knows how to do it all. He understands the business side just as well as the football side of things. So I'm so excited that those two are locked up together for many years to come because just to see what they've done in, in the few short years that they've been here has been very impressive and just you know, what, what's to come for the future. It's got to be good based on what they've done here, taking the team to the playoffs in two of their first three seasons. Hopefully we can make it three out of four this season, but do you have any Brandon Bean stories that you want to <laughs> share with us? I've gotten to know him just a little bit in the last, you know, year and a half. This season is different, of course, but he's such a fun guy to be around too. And he shows that off in press conferences that he does and podcasts that he does, you get to see the side of Brandon Bean that's like, oh, he'd be a cool yeah. guy to hang out with. Yeah, you talk about personality in, in Trey White and certainly Brandon is another one. Um, you know, like again, another just positive trait about Brandon, why, you know, he's such a great uh, GM for us is just, you know, for the way he can communicate with Terry and I. And you're right, sometimes it's not just all about football. It's just about just spending time, someone you want to be around with, right? And just hang out with. And, you know, do I have any specific stories? Um, you know, probably not. I, I don't know if it's spe uh, specific stories, mm -hmm. but I'm going to say probably just as an example of, of the kind of person Brandon is. So our, our daughter, Jessie, the the professional tennis player there's always a big tournament in charleston and, and brandon has a home uh nearby there and he's just like hey you can stay at my house and like literally my daughter's just hanging out at his house um <laughs> in south carolina um why she's playing at this tournament and he's like i don't care just you know go she's opening up his fridge right she's like wow brandon has a lot of beer <laughs> <laughs> the only thing in his refrigerator was beer, right? And and I will say that's probably the other thing too. We we're not we, we're not able to do it this year, but usually right. we go when we travel with uh, with the team. Saturday night we always go out with Brandon and Joe Shane and Dan Morgan, uh, and we go out and have dinner the night before a game. And so you know Terry's drinking his you know kind of wine and you know there's mixed drinks whatever, but. No, no, Brandon is just beer. It's just beer. The cheaper the beer, the better, too. So that just kind of shows you the kind of guy, just very down to earth. He likes what he likes, no pretentiousness. Um, he is who he is, and that's what we love about him. That's why we want him to stay here uh, with us for a long time. I wonder if Brandon Bean was a natty-like guy in college, because that is a beer that tastes just like water and is probably <laughs> less than a dollar a can. <laughs> yeah. Kim, before we get before we get to Tredavious White's interview, I wanted to talk about just how he's one of the best personalities in the NFL. You and I have gotten to experience it multiple times in just small interactions with him too. It could be a moment where you're just passing by Tredavious and he's got some perfect off the dome comment that just makes you laugh or just makes you think like. This guy is truly a national treasure. So do you have a favorite Trey story or a favorite Trey moment? I know he's always hounding you for the cookies that you make. He loves the chocolate chips ones, which he will get into in this podcast. But what are some of your favorite moments that you've shared with Trey? I love the fact that he has just embraced Buffalo um, as a whole. And some of my favorite ones is just really when like he shows up at Matt Sabres game and, and he's there and like, listen, you know, this is a guy, you know, probably didn't have a whole lot of ice hockey growing up. Right. <laughs> or at yeah. all. Um, but just loves him the way he's, 
he's able to connect different parts of Buffalo, um, especially our organizations and the hockey part and just, you know, how much fun he's had with the Goalie Academy and just wanting to be a part of this community. Um, that's probably just what I love about him. Like you said, always with a smile, right? Like I've never seen him not smile, but I will tell you that, you know, as much as he's smiling and joking and having fun, he's showing it on the field. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's a competitive guy and he wants to be the best corner in the NFL and he will do the work and he will, he will take it so seriously that sometimes you forget that when you're, you know, when you're joking around with him, but he is, you know, a guy that has two sides to him. And I love the fact that, that he doesn't have to separate them. He, you know, he can put out on the field and have a good time doing it. I think one of my favorite stories or just like favorite realizations of the type of player and person that he is. It was probably one of my first weeks with the Bills and I was in the cafeteria and somebody had the goalie academy sweatshirt on. I was like, is that one of our players? Like what? Tell me the correlation why one of our players is in hockey gear and whoever it was is like, oh, you haven't seen the Tredavious White goalie academy video. And then they showed it to me. And I was like in tears, I was laughing so hard and was thinking, who is this person? I cannot wait to meet them. This is insane. This is so funny that like he has connected football and hockey together in ways that probably no one has envisioned. And then I met him and I was like, Tredavious White, wow, what a personality, what a player, what a character, never ceases to amaze me with what comes out of his mouth at the drop of a hat as well. <laughs> yeah, and like, certainly, like you said, I, you know, he answers all of that and more on the field. So just like I said, happy to have him and great that we were able to extend his contract. Another great uh, win for, for, um, for Brandon. Uh, so, you know, a lot to look forward to. And before we get to that interview quickly, we got to talk about our next fan box shirt this week. It's Tremaine Edmonds turn. I've got it on now, Kim. It's a black shirt with some white writing that says Maine Savage, which is Tremaine's uh, Twitter handle. Also one of his nicknames, I would say it's got this cool like script on it. It kind of looks like a concert t-shirt almost. Yeah, Has, looks like, um, you know, some other cool things rock. with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wonder if Tremaine's a, a big rock star guy, but anywho, the box also includes a Bill's apron, co-branded uh, apron with the St. Bonaventure logo, and it comes with a Bill's cookie cutter. I was opening the box today, and I was thinking about making Christmas cookies this weekend, and I didn't have any cookie cutters, and here's this charging buffalo cookie cutter. I'm like, perfect. All my cookies are going to be buffaloes this year. Oh, that's, that's great. Like I said, I think Trey, I don't know if we caught it, but Trey uh, was certainly one of the guys uh, right before we interviewed, uh, interviewed Tremaine was right before we, re we interviewed Trey, uh, they came up and just, you know, really happy to see him and gave him a little, uh, you know, some, I don't know what, what they were saying, but a lot of love. <laughs> Definitely. It's available at BillsFanBox.com until Monday, December 14th at 11.59 p.m. Like I said with the last fan box, it's a perfect holiday gift and the proceeds benefit child and family services. So you're also gifting someone else, which is awesome. The New York Lottery is giving away $50 worth of the new limited edition New York Series scratch-off tickets with a chance to win up to $1 million to one of our lucky listeners each week. Visit buffalobills.com slash NY Lottery or click on the link in the podcast description to enter now. All right, guys, here's our interview with Tredavious White. 
all pro T White right here. Faison. Hey, hey, fourth quarter T White right here. <laughs> Faison. Y'all know his name, Faison, right? Yes. Well, Tremaine started it off for us with that introduction, Trey. Pumped to have you on the podcast this week. It's always a fun time talking to you and getting to hear from you uh, just with the huge personality that you carry on this team. But since you've gotten to Buffalo, you know, your first round pick from 2017, when you assess your years in Buffalo, how do you think you've grown the most since your first couple days here? Oh, as far as football or just life? Both. Uh, Give me football and life. Okay. Well, as far as the football aspect, uh, I, I believe that since I came here, I've become a way better player just as far as just on the field, uh, overall knowledge of the game and feel of the, feel of the game. And uh, and I've kind of, I, I come from a great university as far as like getting guys ready for the league and excelling in the league. But once I got here, it's just – I took my knowledge of the game to a whole nother level and uh, I, I was able to hone in and – uh, study more film and learn how to study film. Uh, my rookie year coach, uh, my uh, DB coach Gilbert, he was a great tool that I had, great resource for me. He's played 12 years in the league, so um, he was a great uh, asset that I had, and he kind of molded me and helped me watch film, helped me learn what to watch. Uh, so, I mean, he was a, a, a great asset asset that I had. So uh, as far as that, I've become a way better player. I feel like, you know, in college, I was a pretty good player, but I got better on the field as I got older and as I've, I've been here in Buffalo. So, and that goes to like the support staff and Coach McDermott putting great, co- great coaching staff together to really uh, put time in on the players and, 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 and really, really hone in on our, on our fundamentals. So, so those are the things that I think on the field that has uh helped me become the player that I am. But as far as off the field, uh, it's kind of tough because, you know, we're in here so lo- so much and so long. So uh, I just think that uh, with time management and how to, you know, just prioritize things, you know, with football and with my family and trying to uh, be a, a great player here for my teammates and try to be a great dad at home with my kids. I think that uh, over the last four years, three and a half, four years, I think that uh, time management and being very uh, – time oriented and uh, knowing how to uh, prioritize things uh, is definitely you know, some things that uh, since I've been in Buffalo, I've, I've been better at for sure. So Trey, were you, did you ever come to Buffalo? Have you ever been to Buffalo before you got drafted by the Bills? He's oh from my Louisiana. God. No, Miss Kim, I, you know what? I never told, I don't think I ever told you guys this. So, you know, I'm sitting at the draft table and, you know, 26 is up. Atlanta, the Atlanta uh, Falcons is on the on the clock, so my phone get the ring. So I'm like, okay. So I answer the phone, and it was Coach McDermott. But nobody around me knew. They thought it was Atlanta because Atlanta was on the clock already. So, so they was like, oh, everybody, in my family's like, oh, we going to Atlanta. You know, you know, we still in the South. So Atlanta picked while I was still on the phone, and they was like, wait, like what's going on? So as things went on, things went on. So. Somebody was just like, Buffalo. And it was like, Buffalo, yeah. Then my mom, my dad looked around like, Buffalo? <laughs> Buffalo, what is that? Where is Buffalo? Get, get the map so, out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, once my uh, agent told him it was in New York, oh, they was like, oh, we get to go to New York City, get the shop. He was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is seven hours away from New York City. This is... So 
uh, and another funny story. So, so once, you know, everything went on, I got back to my phone after the whole interview process. Um, my strength coach from LSU, Coach Tommy Moffitt, he didn't text me and tell me congratulations or anything. He sent me like 10, 10 pictures of like snow blizzards. It was just like <laughs> big old snowstorms. He was like, this is what you're going to be dealing with. <laughs> so, but since I've been here, I, I've learned to embrace it. Uh, my family love it. They love to come here when it's snowing, especially to get that experience. But uh, the fans are next to none. And this is just the city is, is everything that I am that exemplifies me as hardworking. Uh, don't need a lot of flash and glamour. Just go to work. Uh, try to be as best that I could for my teammates and for, for the people around here. And I think that uh, I can't be in a better, a better place that fits me as a person and fits my personality. So I'm happy to be here for sure. Well, so. and and you've also learned to love hockey. So, I oh mean, yeah, you know, see, <laughs> it, being in the cold, that's brought that brought that out too. I've been to a few uh, Saber game, and then just from that connection with the Sabers, you know, and then with the Trey White Golden Academy, this off season, I actually was I got drafted and into the league by my uh, hometown hockey team, which is like a. Uh, <laughs> A smaller league, like a junior league, so I was a, I was a like like a first round pick in in that draft this year too. So I mean, I'm I'm all around when it comes to this Buffalo thing. So Buffalo has opened a lot of doors for me as far as like off the field and doing some fun things with my personality. So, so Trey, I'm gonna tell everybody that when when uh, I don't know what what time it was though, but you know I remember we're at a hockey game. You come up to me and you're like, Miss Kim, it's like we need to be getting a real Buffalo as our yep. mascot. So oh, Trey sure. has been on the campaign to get a real Buffalo as a mascot. And I will tell you, Trey, that we did really look into it. One, it what? cost a lot, of mon a lot of money to travel a Buffalo. I think we found one out in Colorado. But uh -huh. the, right now, the best thing we can do is actually grow our own and train our own Buffalo. So I don't know where you live, if you got some room, whether here or Montana, where you can train a Buffalo. You got that contract extension money. <laughs> oh, you know what? That's small. That is small compared to Pagula Sports and Entertainment. You know what, Madison? We just gonna put mine to the side. That is chump change. So we can we can definitely grow a buffalo for sure. You know, that, that's find a little field on the too. side we, right here. We can we can do our, that for sure. We need our that buffalo. Own home grain trained buffalo. So for that, sure, that's, we definitely. So Trey is not only a football player. He thinks big. He thinks about the whole the fan experience, about the game experience. Um, even down to our mascot. So he brings a lot that I did not even know when we drafted him, uh, more than just his play on the field. Kim, I was going to say, you, you might as well hire him after he retires from the NFL with everything he can add from um, fan experience, personality, you know, it, he's the complete package. And Trey, we've been in talking- my, my resume, I'm adding, Matt, as you talk, I'm adding all this to my resume. So when I'm done, I can turn this in to whoever runs Pagula Sports Entertainment, because I need a job yeah. for sure. I'm gonna all need right. a job, Miss Cam. I, I will campaign for you. We've been talking for what, six minutes and I've already laughed probably 20 times. Uh, your personality, Trey, is incredible. It is one of the best in athletes that I've talked to, I've, I'm just gonna correct myself and say the best. Where did this personality come from? I mean, was younger Trey in his elementary school days, his middle school days, the same type uh, of Trey that we're talking to right now when it when it comes to just the way that you're able to joke around, command a room, bring yeah. smiles to people's faces? I I believe, you know, when, when the good Lord constructed Tredavious White, he just put something <laughs> in me to try to light up the room and try to make 
a day, make the day of others around me and try to be that bright light for people around me to, you know, kind of loosen up everybody. So I've been this way since I can remember, especially in elementary school, middle school, just joking with my friends and definitely in high school too, and in college too. So um, my friends and I, we have a lot of funny videos over the years that we have in our archives that of me just doing funny stuff, you know, no matter where it is, it, we can be in the street at practice or just going out shopping or anything like that. Even with my two kids, I, I joke with them and play pranks on them too. So, I mean, I'm always like this. So uh, whenever I'm not, it's, it's a problem. Do you, do you play pranks on, on some of the guys? Oh, for sure. Teammates? What's, what's the best oh, one? Yeah, what's the best one? Best prank you played? Oh, oh, it's a lot. It's a lot of them. <laughs> Uh, you know, I got to kind of poll some of my teammates so they can tell you you guys are some of the experiences that I've had. Uh, I don't know. Uh, well, just recently I uh, was uh, Smoke Brown. He was in the training room. And uh, so he's the only person on the team. Like when he's on the training table, he has like four people working on him at one time. So he's on the training table and uh, he has somebody working on him. One person on one foot, one another person <laughs> on the foot, and he's reading a book with his mask on, with his shield on, and somebody's working on his hand. So I, I snapped a picture of him. I was like, when has this become uh like the the smoke brown spa spa and, and, <laughs> and salon, you know? And I sent the picture to coach to coach uh McDermott and he put it up in the uh he put it up in the in the big meeting room and joked about it. They made a whole template, like a whole salon like thing for smoke. And it was pretty funny for the whole team. But that's just one recently that that I uh that I've done. But I, I do it all the time. All the time. Every day. It's something every day. And it's it's and it's just off the head. It's not nothing that's you know premeditated or anything. It's just like as the day go along, I'm like, okay. And I just it just coming it just comes to me and I, it's just something that I, that I'm blessed with, I guess. Have you ever pranked coach? Coach McDermott? Yeah. Oh, for sure. I think oh, in the game. Okay. So in the game, we have these little smell salt things that we we sniff before we go on the field to try to get our heart rate up, try to get us up. So this game, I thought it was a great idea to sneak up behind Coach, you know, and, and put it in front of his nose because <laughs> if you inhale, it just gives you a full body chill. And I did that before we went out uh, uh, for a drive. This game, he just gave me like this stale look. He was mad. <laughs> He was mad. He was mad, but I could tell that the smell salt got him because uh, he was really mad. He was, he was mad about it. But uh, I prank coach all the time. Yeah. My coaches all the time. It don't matter who it is. The media people. I even prank. Matt, I got I got something for you whenever you can get back in the building. You know, uh, okay, I, I'm I'm looking forward to getting back into the building, but maybe not as much because I know I have a prank coming for me. Um, but anyways, pumped to be able to get back into the building and get to talk to you guys face to face. This whole Zoom thing has not been my favorite. Not at all. Uh, but Trace is such a big. <laughs> I got one thing, Miss Cam. Look, What's so that? as I'm sitting here thinking. It's time oh, for no. you to give Mr. Pagula a new phone. Because when he was out here doing camp, I saw him with a flip phone, Miss Cam. Please, oh, no, could you no, please he's get your iPhone? No, he's changed. Over the last year, he's got he's got an iPhone. But I will say he has an iPhone, but it still has the button at the bottom. Uh -huh. It's like the iPhone 8. And so he won't change to like the 12 or the 10 or the 11. No, he, he, he need that home button. No, because I was, was out at practice 
he flipped it. He flipped the phone open. He, I guess he was trying to take a picture of record. He was up close. I was like, Mr. Cooler, you need to get your iPhone, man. <laughs> he does. He does have one now, but now he he presses buttons. He presses things, and then it takes him somewhere else, and it's it's a lot of work. It really is. I, I gotta oh, like be on him all the time. So, yeah, technology is 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 not his friend. So yeah, not at all. He does love taking pictures and he loves texting. So you can text him anytime. Oh yeah. Now I text him here a few times. You know, he kind of late on the response. I got to get on him about that for sure. <laughs> yeah. Didn't you, know, you swag him out with some shoes? Oh, yeah. I, swag I, did. I swagged him out with some shoes and That's you know, it's right. hurt me that I haven't seen him sporting them at all, you know? Well, I know he has, you know what? He has them in his office. I know he does. So you got to get him on about that. You got to text oh, yeah. him. When you know, I, sometimes he doesn't, he doesn't know that you can go back to your text messages. So like, if it's a current text message, that's what he sees on the screen. So he doesn't know oh, that- Oh, so he, he don't know he can go to the news thread and go through and look yeah, the whole yeah. conversation, okay. Yeah, I, I know, <laughs> it's, I told you, it's it's a, it's a project, Trey. I don't have enough time in the day. <laughs> All right, Trey, so let's get to the football field because what you've been able to do in your few years here now in your fourth season with the Bills has been pretty incredible. Uh, certainly one of the best corners, if not the best corner in the league right now in the NFL. The PR department, our lovely PR department, came out with a stat today that says you lead the NFL with 16 second half takeaways since you've entered the NFL in 2017, which is the most in the NFL in that time span. Trey, what's it been like to go from a corner who's trying to prove yourself to a corner that now gets no action. I feel uh, like it's one of the most unique things in the NFL. Cause it's not like you're like a uh, incredible receiver who's getting the ball now thrown to him even more in his fourth uh -huh. season. It's like, now you don't get as much action because nobody wants to throw on your yeah. side of the field. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's definitely challenging, Maddie. Like you said, uh, you know, when I first got here, uh, just a rookie trying to find his way and the youngest guy on the field. And I was the only uh, rookie that was starting on defense before Matt began to start. So as we going through OTA practices in camp, I'm terrified because we got older guys on the team like Kyle and Jerry and uh, Lorenzo. So I'm trying my best not to make any mistakes because I can, I see how angry those guys get. So I'm just out. I'm like, that was a thing that, that, pretty much made me like it was one of those things that pretty much you know helped me uh like you have to be on your stuff because these guys are not going to take they're not going to take it easy on you because they they're it, on the back end of their career they want to win you know they're taking it serious so even though being a rookie they're not going to use that as an excuse they I can't use that as an excuse but as I progressed and got better and better and now um, like like you said to your point of uh, not getting many targets I think that makes me hone in on my fundamentals and on my film study even more because every play I have to be on my best and try to cover this guy the best that I can because that I'm covering the guy for 40 times the best time but that 41 time if I'm I feel like I've arrived and I've been covering good that one time I slip up that's all everybody will talk about so that's that's the toughest thing that I'm dealing with now is just being consistent and doing it play in and play out no matter if the players coming my my way or not, just make sure I'm taking that play series and trying to cover that guy as, as, as best as I can. Yeah, um, just 
you have had three interceptions in the last four games. And I know this secondary has talked about when turnovers and interceptions come, they come in bunches. And it seems like over the last five or six games, that's been the case for this defense, which is so great to see as we head into the end of the season and the playoffs. But you talk about your film study that you have to do to be able to have that one play where you have a chance to actually pick the ball off. What would you say is like the Tredavious White special? Because when you're intercepting a ball, a lot of the times you can't give it away. You have to bait the quarterback. You have to be in the right position to throw the receiver off. So how do you, Maddie, how are you I able really to do that? I really appreciate you because people do not understand how hard it is to get an interception in the NFL game. And the amount of film that you probably watch. Yes. You have to notice to have that, to do one that one twist. play. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, like, usually when I watch film, I watch a ton of film. And offenses change throughout the game. They're going to come in that first 20, 15, 15 to 20 plays. Or, you know, they're going to have some things matched in, but that's going to be the new plays that they sprinkled in this week to try to, you know, scheme up on, you know, the defense that they're playing then after those 20 plays. Is, is back to the things that they do best. And uh, I mean, out of all all the film study that I watch and watching the formations and trying to see, trying to eliminate things, I go into the game with two or three things like, that I know that I'm going to see. Okay, if I see this formation, then I know these, these routes are coming. So that's what it is. But other than that, I'm playing the card and I'm playing my twos, but you got to work extremely hard to see that formation to make that one play. People don't understand how, how much film stuff you have to watch to put yourself, yourself in a position to make that one splash play a game. It's tough. Well, well you, know that one... tough, you know what else is tough, Trey, is that getting a contract extension. I was just going to say that. <laughs> continuing the, the level of play that you have. You know, listen, when, when these contract extensions come up, you know, the one fear I know from an owner's mindset you have is like, okay, is this, you know, once he gets the big payday, is he, uh -huh. is his production going to fall off? Is, you know, yeah. is there focus elsewhere? But, but not with you. Uh, you've proved it yeah. this year. You've been highly productive. And like you said, as Maddie quoted, all your great stats that you've had, you've been consistent in your production before the contract, after the contract. So that's not easy to do either. I really appreciate that. And another thing, I was talking to my dad about this. I was like, you know, you know, like I understood like growing up and working hard and doing all the things that, that I'm supposed to do. I understand that like hard work comes with, you know, the, I, I knew with my hard work and the things that I did and uh, getting my sleep and eating right, I knew that the contract and all that, I knew that was gonna take care of itself, but I was telling my dad, I was like, dad, like just me playing this game, I'm a competitor. Like when God made me, he put something in Tredavious White to, to strive and, and, and drive to be the best that he could be no matter what it is. I don't care if I'm playing checkers, I want to win, I'm gonna compete. So it was like, it was something that he put in me and when he constructed me that, you know, whatever it is, you're gonna strive and do the best. So with the, with the, with the contract thing, like I, I told my dad, I was like, I knew that was gonna come, but when I'm done playing, only thing that I care about is like what my peers and my coaches thought about me as a player. Like I'm playing to be when I'm done playing, and they, everybody look back and be like, and when you guys look back, be like, Tre'Davious White, he was one of the best corners that played for our organization. He, I want to have my. I look up in the Raptors in the stadium, and I don't see a number 27 in there. So that's one of my goals too. I want to have a 27 in in, in, in the ring of honor. I want to do all that those things. So. 
I think that the contract, that stuff takes care of itself. But the only thing I care about is my performance on the field and continuing to do great things. So. Trey, before you sign that contract extension, I mean, this was a season that a lot of us didn't know if it was going to happen. And then when we found out it was going to happen, a lot of us didn't know who was going to play. And you were one person that was really thinking about the decision to not play this season or play this season because of your family, because of your kids at home, and completely rightfully so. This has been a scary year for so many families who have lost loved ones due to COVID. We've all had to adjust the way that we live our life. You as a football player have had to completely adjust the way that you live your life with all these protocols in place. Um, so. How has that decision now played out that you have decided to play this season and just seeing all these protocols that, you know, have fallen into yeah. place and have gotten even tighter week to week now as we close out the season yeah. here. It's not it's not a something that everybody has to do every single day in getting yeah. their nose swabbed to get tested and the things that you guys have to go through. Uh Maddie, uh, I was t I was talking to one of my friends before the season started. I said However it goes, however, whenever it starts, it's gonna take extreme internal motivation to for for anybody to play good this year. You know, without the fans, the fans the fans play a big part in like how the teams perform, the energy level of the team, how that we feed off the crowd. But the internal motivation is is the key factor because if you don't wake up that spark, you're not just gonna get it. Because when you arrive to the stadium it's gonna be empty it's gonna be quiet it's nobody's gonna be there so it's just like this year has shown like who truly loves football and who don't you know because the, the players that show up like our team has show up and we're excited because we're the only ones in the state and we love that because we get to hear everything we get to talk to each other we get to talk trash to the other team and everybody gets to hear it so it's exciting for our team you know we got a lot of guys on the team that likes to talk and like to have fun so it's been a joy for us because we we know how to we making the most out of it how we come in and interact with each other and you know hang out in the building and stuff like that so for us this has been a plus this brought us close together as a team and uh i think that uh going forward i think it's gonna it's gonna serve us well for sure definitely you also have two kids running around at home every day, Trey J and Tristan. Uh, Trey J seems like he is a model of yourself from videos and pictures that I've seen yeah. on social media. What has it been like to probably be able to build an even stronger relationship with them this season because of the pandemic? Oh my God, it's been great. Uh, I know during COVID, during the off season, you know, we had extra months off. so. Day to day, I was able to do all the things that uh, during the season or during OTAs or during camp that I'm not able to do uh, on a consistent level. Like so, during the pandemic and during like the off season, like I was able to get get both of them up and you know wash their face, brush their teeth. Uh, Tristan didn't have teeth at the time, but brush <laughs> Trey's teeth and get them ready. You know, get them ready for his little Zoom school. I was able to take them on walks and do it. so. I was able to connect. With, with both of them on levels that uh and they was they were they weren't used to seeing me at home that much so it was definitely a plus but I was able to you know connect with them and show them that affection that I always try always want them to know and always try to show them but you know while it's the season going on now uh I don't get to see them much I mean I know two or three days out of the week I don't get to see Tristan because he goes to sleep at like 6 30 so once I get home I get home around almost seven o'clock every day so it'd be times I don't get to see him. So 
you know, uh, the, the season and the football, you know, this, this job definitely takes away from the family time. But with the quarantine, uh, I was able to make up that time and do all the things that I, I, I love to do, you know, as far as like getting them ready and doing, I wanted to do those things. You know, I was telling Ikea, I was like, don't worry, in the middle of the night, if Tristan wake up, I wanted to be the one to get up and go get him and change his diaper and give him a bottle and put him back to sleep. I wanted that responsibility because I know during the season, I don't get the opportunity to do those things. So those are the moments that I've cherished the most, uh, you know, during the quarantine. I was able to, you know, do some things and uh, not miss as much, but it's been a blessing in disguise for sure. Do you, do you have any special uh, holiday traditions that you your family does? Uh, We're trying to get around to that because, you know, I'm a new dad and I'm learning on the go. I'm learning day by day. So we're trying Can to get Can you got some ideas? Uh, we gonna know. Oh, you know what? Yeah, please. You know, please. Oh I, well, I okay. Well, the one thing we we always share a present on Christmas Eve. Only uh -huh. one present, right? So what? even my kids now, as as old as they are, still like expect on Christmas Eve to at least get one uh -huh. present. Uh, so that's one of the things we've done. We've always, you know, uh, we always read this. The, the Bible story, um, the birth of Jesus. Uh, my husband always reads that on Christmas Eve. Um, so we, you know, we're like thankful. Like I said, we have a lot to still be thankful for, especially this holiday. And of course, Trey, I make a gazillion cookies. Like, hey, look, I was just, I'm glad you brought that up. I need another <laughs> delivery of those because those things, are, you know, yes, Miss Kim, I need those for sure. Please, I need them this week. This week. So, well, what's your favorite cook? What's your favorite? Chocolate chip. Chocolate That's the only chip. thing I, I know. Okay, but I thought maybe over Christmas you might have a special Christmas cookie. Mm -hmm. Nah, I keep it the same when it comes to the cookies, you know. Uh, so this is so my husband. This is what you know. This is like banner between ownerships, right? So my husband says, "Man, I wish I could have taken a picture of Trey in the locker room in his underwear." And I'm like, why? <laughs> and he's like, that guy's got no body fat on him whatsoever. <laughs> he is so ripped. You right? know what? He said, I wish and I could have taken a picture. And uh, you know what? If he come in the locker room with that flip phone and try to take a picture of me, I'm going to be mad because it's going to be low quality. It's not, it's not going to show the people how good it really looks. So he need to come in with his iPhone. Okay. Well, well, obviously the cookies won't have any effect on that, but he, he was commenting this uh, after this game, what, what great shape you're in. So I told oh, yeah. him, yes, please do not take a picture of Trey in his underwear. That probably wouldn't be proper. <laughs> but we need those cookies for sure. All right. Because uh, uh, you got away from it. I'm asking. They're you coming. All right. Good. All right. You asked, okay. they're, they're coming. Okay. okay. Yeah, that sounds good. I'm good Chocolate one. chip cookies Chocolate for Trey. Chip cookie. Yeah. I'm a cookie monster. The amazing cookies. amazing trey before we leave and sign off uh for this interview you talked about what type of legacy you want to leave in the nfl i want to ask you about the legacy you want to leave for your family and for shreveport you're from shreveport i think you do a great job of giving back to your community and your home when you sign that contract extension a lot of what you talked about was generational wealth and pouring back into the community that you were raised in and into Shreveport. And I think that's something that's so inspiring to hear from NFL players is, is just how much they want to give back to the place that raised them. So what do you want your legacy to be with your family and with a community like Shreveport where you got your start? I, I just wanted to be, you know, uh, when I when I was growing up and going through school and doing everything. I, I don't know, it was just something in me like, even with grades, I wanted to, you know, pretty much be a student athlete. You know, I was- uh, You were valedictorian. Valedictorian, yeah. And that was the one of the first times that a guy 
uh, that a male got it from my school. So that was big. And then with me being uh, a, a star athlete in, uh, in, in the city and around around the area, uh, that was a big deal too. Cause you know how we us sports stars, we get that uh, we get that bad rep as far as not going to class and not doing the mm-hmm. thing that we're supposed to. But just me, I don't know. I just wanted to, you know, set a different example. I wanted to show people that, you know, you could be a great athlete, but you could do it in the classroom too. You could be a great student too. To, you know, so it was just a little different. I just wanted to like motivate, you know, the kid from the area that I'm from to just show them that, you know, there's other ways to do it and it take patience too. It's, it's a lot of hard work. And, you know, even with me deciding to go back to school my senior year and passing on the NFL, um, after my junior year at LSU, I mean, that showed there that, you know, I want to get my degree, man. And that's something that uh, I don't take lightly because I knew that, you know, me going into those schools and going back home, you know, I want to show those guys like, okay, I'm in the NFL, but yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a class that Victorian too. And I'm a college graduate too. And I, I, I've been an all SEC academic honor roll. I've been on that. I've done that, those things too. So, just because you see me on the jersey with a helmet on, that's not who I am. I want I want to set a different example. So yeah, I, I feel like you know with the way that you know I carry myself as far as like being a student athlete, I I think that uh, with them seeing the way that I I went about and doing things, I think that uh, I wanted that to pretty much motivate them to aspire to be something different, and they can do it no matter what the circumstances that they're dealt or the or what humble begins that they come from because I've come from everything that you know that they see on a day-to-day basis that's what I've seen since before I left for LSU you know since I grew up just like that you know so I didn't stop seeing that until I left to go to LSU and when I go back home on breaks I was going back home to that so I I didn't get my own I didn't get my own bed until it was crazy. I didn't. I didn't have my own my own bed until like junior year in high school. And then once I got to college, that was my first time I had like a queen size. So I was sleeping. Look, I felt like I was sleeping luxury then. So it just goes to show, man, that uh, you know, no matter you know the circumstances or the cause that you're dealt, you know, it, it's never you know, uh, it, it's never got to be the outcome. You can you always in control of your own narrative, and uh, I I think that uh, with the way that I uh, you know, did 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 what I did. I think that that showed the kids that from the community that I'm from and from the whole city that I'm from that uh, it could be done for sure. Amazing, Trey. You are such an inspiration to so many people. You make so many people laugh. I mean, Kim, this is like the perfect type of player in person to have on the Buffalo Bills. I just hope that you can play in the league until you're like 60 years old. Trey, nah, I don't know about that, man. Nah, nah, I got them kids, got them kids <laughs> at home. I don't want to miss too much now. Nah. I don't want to miss too much. I, I can't. I don't think I'm gonna play that. Long. I don't want to play that long. Nah. Well, I'm certainly glad that he's gonna be uh, our player on the Buffalo Bills for for a long time now. So um, we we love having you on the team. You know, doing the contract extension. You're the you know the type of person that we want and you know the what you've contributed to the success of the team this year and in previous year um is just you know it's great to see so we love having you and love talking to you wish we could see each other more but um and i'll get those cookies to you for sure all right thank you so much uh good to be on the show you know don't be a stranger i want to be on this show again because i know I, i've been hearing this show get a lot of a lot of uh 
lot of pub and a lot of uh, comments from, from people. So oh yeah, you know. oh yeah, we, right. we got you, Trey. You're you're on our short list, okay? Don't worry. All right, appreciate All right. it. Y'all be good. Bye, Trey. The Buffalo Bills are proud to partner with National Grid in promoting the Safety First Initiative, where every time a Bills safety makes a tackle at home, National Grid will donate fifty dollars to the One Hundred Club of Buffalo in support of first responders and their families. National Grid reminds you to put safety first in your home with this easy tip. If you use a generator, be sure to keep it outdoors and away from doors, windows, and vents. Kim, we've got another segment, an Ask the Owner segment, where we uh, asked fans if they had any questions for you. Got a few great ones. Of course, one of them was, when is Brandon Bean going to get a contract extension? And that was answered this week. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Uh, but we had another one from Steve Noble. He said, with COVID-19, how do you and Terry maintain relationships with players and coaches? These are strange times. Uh, I completely agree that they're strange times. Like you, it's been tough to like yeah. have any face-to-face -face interaction with players, with coaches. I haven't had any. Hopefully next year we do get some. But as an owner, what has it been like for you, especially with the new players who have come in that you probably really haven't gotten to meet? Right. No, it, it, it has been hard. I, I'm not going to lie because, you know, when they're at practice, you know, you're trying to stay away and, you know, they're really working. So you're not trying to, you know, be up there with them and, um, and, you know, invading their space when they're practicing. And so, and then, um, especially in the intensive protocols where we are in now and with even, you know, more virtual uh, team meetings and not being able to go into the facility after a game and things like that. So it has been definitely very hard to really, form those deep relationships, um, especially like you noted, the rookies and the new guys on the team this year. Um, but, you know, I would say, you know, we go to every game, we go to every away game. Um, and so those are just, you know, the few moments that we can have with and interact with the team. Um, kind of just, you know, even when we're in our hotel room, um, you know, there's no meal room anymore. It's grab and go. So, so they're just little interactions, you know, passing in the hallways in the hotel or, Terry goes down to the locker room after every game. Just those little things. It, it really has been difficult this year. Um, and I, I will tell you, I'm looking forward to getting back to some normal interaction, hopefully next season. Me too. We've got another one from Andrew Chatterton. Uh, a popular question probably right now with how great these, this offense has been playing thanks to a guy like Brian Dayball, the offensive coordinator for the Bills. He said, how hard is Kim going to fight to keep Brian Dayball as the OC and not let him get stolen to a head to a head coaching job elsewhere? You know, this this is a hard one because, of course, <laughs> I love Brian to stay, but it's like, you know, when you love someone, some you got to let them go, that type of thing. And what I mean by that is, listen, I am sure that at some point in Brian Dable's life, um, being a head coach um, of a football team is, you know, is one of his goals in life. Mm -hmm. And and who am I to to stop that? So as much as we would love him <laughs> to stay, um, I think one of, you know, the great accomplishments we can do as an organization, as ownership, is uh, giving him the opportunity to grow and develop his skills. And if they lead beyond and lead to a head coach position, um, I'm I'm just going to say congratulations. So I, I know fans don't want to see him go. We don't want to see him go. Um, and I'm sure that you know there is going to be a place for him. He's got a bright future ahead of him, and we we you know wish all that for him. So. That's, that's what happens, you know, you just, yeah. like you said, you put the time and the effort and you grow and, but that's, that's the reason we do these things. So we, we want them to, um, 
to expand. And just like, you know, we know Coach McDermott came from a really great coaching tree, as we call it. Um, you know, we're, we, want, we want Sean to have his own coaching tree as well. Definitely. Uh, I just hope that Brian can maybe be here for a couple more years, but we'll see. I mean, he was already a head coaching candidate last season. This season, of course, he's going to be one again. So we'll see what the future holds for him right now. We're just super happy and thankful that he's here in Buffalo and can hopefully take this team pretty far into the playoffs. Uh, our last question is a holiday themed question. Joe Pitsy wants to know what is your favorite Christmas movie? I will. So I'm going to tell you what Terry's favorite Christmas uh, movie <laughs> is the national lampoons. I don't even know the name of it. Christmas Respect vacation. Yes. Yes. Um, that one. So that is, is, in fact, he watched it the other day and he's just like, I'm in, I'm in the other room, like working. <laughs> I just hear him like laughing. I'm like, how many times have you seen this movie? Right. <laughs> But like he's laughing like it's the first time he's ever seen it. So he loves that movie. I at Christmas, I love Christmas and I'm such a traditionalist. So I love the sound of music. Ooh, <laughs> I love the grid. I love, I mean, I just I love everything about Christmas and especially the the more traditional parts of it. So um that's you know, that's me. But National Lampoon uh, Christmas Vacation, I probably will say has to be at the top. I will say I watched Christmas Vacation over Thanksgiving and I've seen it a couple times too and was still laughing just as hard. Another favorite one for me is is the um, is Elf. Yeah, I, I love, love that one with Will Ferrell. It's so funny, yeah. but of course the classics got to be a favorite as well. That segment was brought to you by St. Bonaventure. They're also this week's game sponsor. St. Bonaventure is an official education partner of the Buffalo Bills. To learn more, visit sbu.edu. All right, Kim, coming up, we've got week 14 against the Steelers. It's another Sunday night football matchup. Last year, we were at Heinz Field at their place. We got the win on Sunday night. Also did a lot of dancing to Renegade, their pump-up song. Of course, our sideline got electric when that song came on because they heard it all week at practice. And that's the only thing they knew how to do at that point was to dance like a song to dance with a song like Renegade. So I hope that's the case this weekend when we play the Steelers. Uh, you predicted a win against the 49ers. The Steelers are, are another talented team. So how are you feeling about this matchup? I know you also has, have some ties with the Pittsburgh Steelers as well. Yeah, yeah. well, listen, um, you know what? I was really hoping that we were going to be able to kind of really kill their undefeated season. Now, uh, the Washington football team, you know, got, got to be able to do that. So, but it does show that every team is fallible. This is, you know, this is the end of the season where it is tough to win any games at all. And so I am going to say, I'm going to put another W. I think we're really going into, listen, like I said they you know they show that there's some weaknesses there and we have a team true. that has is you know is kind of hot right now right um the the way we performed on monday night um should give us a lot of confidence um getting our team healthy you know certainly has helped and we're at home so i gotta give the edge to us but but certainly it's a good team it's a team we talked about consistency in coaching and GM and players, and certainly with their quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, um, consistency is going to be, is very key to the, uh, a lot of their success. Um, so not going to say that it's not going to be that, you know, it's going to be easy, but certainly I think that, you know, anyone can compare us to um, the best that's playing right now in the NFL. 
Yeah, they scored under 20 points the last two weeks. They beat the Ravens, scoring 19 points, and then lost to the Washington football team, scoring 17 points, I think. Their offense has been struggling as of late, and they're going to play their third game in 11 days due to that schedule change, that originally scheduled Thanksgiving game with the Baltimore Ravens that got moved like three or four times. Mm -hmm. So I think the Bills could be catching them at the perfect time when they're probably tired from playing all of these games at the end of the season in a short amount of time their rushing average is under 100 yards a game right now their defense is really great they're one of the best in the league but we played a top 10 defense in the 49ers last week and had a lot of success against them so I like our odds too in this game it's going to be a very competitive matchup like we said against the 49ers uh, maybe one that comes down to the wire it didn't come down to the wire last week which I was pretty pumped about to see this game kind of Kind of put away there in the third quarter uh, was a little bit more relaxing to watch the game. Hopefully that's the case here against the Steelers. But you have some ties to the organization, too. What are your ties to the Pittsburgh Steelers? Well, you know, we've always, uh, Terry always has had a, um, his oil and gas business in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. um, and our, our daughter, my grandkids, you know, her husband, um, they're living in, in Pittsburgh as well. So spent both of my, uh, my son, actually, my son was born in Pittsburgh, um, too. So certainly we've been, spent a lot of time there. Um, and we have like I said staff and employees and a lot of friends there in Pittsburgh. I, but they're all Bills fans, so That's um, good to no, hear. yeah. So no, no worries there. Um, but it's always you know. Playing a team that's so close to you, just even distance, just a short three-hour ride. Um, you know, those are great rivalries, and I know that you know if we, if we had fans, like this would be a game just like they showed mm -hmm. up um, when we played the Steelers last year. That you know we would have had Steelers fans come up to Buffalo uh, for this home game, um, and that always makes for so much fun, right? Like you know, of course you want your home base to be your home team. But when you have other uh, the, the visiting team fans show up, um, it's just, it's fun. It's fun. That's what it's all about. Yeah, it would have been an electric game Sunday night football. I know this was a game that a lot of fans were circling on their schedules. Certainly it was for me too. I was thinking, oh my gosh, week 14, this could be a playoff implications game, which it definitely is. But to be able to have our fans there with us would have been so special. Of course, they'll be watching from home and we appreciate the support from home just as much, but we'll, we'll definitely miss them here on Sunday. All right. Thanks, Maddie. All right, Kim. Yeah, thanks yeah. for the time. Thanks for another All podcast. Right. Uh, we will catch you guys next week. Make sure you stay tuned for a lot of more guests down the line as we close out the season. Bill's Pod Squad brought to you by the New York Lottery. Kim, we'll see you next time. All right. Bye.